Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. As someone who constantly travels to new locations out of state to hunt, I have to rely on map scouting before I even get in the truck. Onyx Hunt Maps makes it super easy for me to plan out my trips as well as track my success while on the trip. The offline maps along with the tracking feature and ability to add pictures to my waypoints means I can always reference old trips and hunts to better prepare for the next. When planning your next hunt, be sure to use Onyx to put you and your dog in the best situation you can. Use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20% and know where you stand with Onyx. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. So with a seven and a half month old dog, man, to get a staunch point and kill a grouse over it, that's that's kind of the trophy for the week, I think. There's always something to debate or argue in the dog world, but there's just one thing that's not up for debate. All hunters and dog hunters know you need the right gear, not just for yourself, but for your dogs as well. Conkey's Outdoors Hound and Hunting Supply is your number one source for all things hound related. Conkey's is owned and operated by true houndsmen themselves. They've got you covered no matter the game you're chasing from hog hunting, bear hunting, and even gator hunting. Bird dog guys don't feel left out either. They have whatever you need, whether it's training collars, tracking collars, boots, chaps, vests, coats, and more. No matter what you and your dog needs to have a successful hunt, check out conkeysoutdoors.com and they'll get you on the right track. Purchases over $100 gets you free shipping and enter GDIY5 to save 5%. And if you're a Patreon patron, you get to save even more money. So be sure to check out Conkey's Outdoors. Welcome back to another week of GDIY. I'm Joe and I will be your host for this very, very short intro because we've got a great episode this week. We've got the Minnesota trip recap. We've got two special guests joining Adam and Nick on this week's episode, so I know you're going to enjoy it. Go ahead and give us a follow on our socials. It's Gundoggy Yourself, facebook.com slash Gundoggy Yourself, Instagram. Go ahead and search Gundoggy Yourself. While you're at it, go ahead, go over to Patreon. Make our, uh, it's, it's, it's almost the holiday season. Make our wish come true. Throw us a couple of bucks. Uh, this podcast is free to you, uh, but it does cost a little bit of money for us to put it on. So any little bit that you guys can give helps, um, keep the lights on over at GDIY headquarters. We appreciate you guys listening and your support. Enjoy the episode. Picture this. You just finished a long day's hunt or a long day in the training field grooming your next champion. You've run through your entire string of dogs in anticipation for the next fall. You think the day's over. 
It's not, though. Your day's not over until you let that ugly dog hunt. No hunting or training session is complete without capping it off with one of the spirits from Ugly Dog Distillery. They're Michigan-raised and purebred handcrafted spirits. They have everything you need from vodka and gin to your more traditional after-hunt choice Kentucky bourbon. Head on over to UglyDogDistillery.com to check availability within your state. And if you have an upcoming event that's alcohol-friendly, then be sure to reach out to us and see if we can add another Ugly Dog to the lineup. We'll tell you right now, we aren't much on flavored whiskeys, but you have to try their peanut butter whiskey. Unlike other peanut butter whiskeys out there, Ugly Dogs is made with real Kentucky bourbon and not just grain alcohol with syrup. So after your next hunt or a long day of testing and you're trying to decide what to drink, reach for the bottle with Ruger, the German wire hair pointer on it. It was handcrafted by people just like us, dog people. Every adventure starts somewhere. Make sure yours includes an ugly dog at your side. Explore responsibly. If you're currently in the market for a kennel, then be sure to check out Gunner Kennels. Gunner Kennels is the only kennel that's five-star crash rated from the Center for Pet Safety. The double-wall rotomodal construction ensures it holds up in all types of weather and conditions. Also, Gunner Kennels has a lifetime warranty. These kennels are built to last a lifetime, and Gunner stands behind that. Gunner also has all the accessories you can need, from fan kits to help keep them cool, performance and orthopedic pads to help keep them comfortable and ready to go after long travels, and even tie-down straps to help ensure there's no worries for the kennel moving or sliding around in your truck. So if you need man's best kennel for man's best friend, head on over to gundogityourself.com and click on the Gunner link. Be sure to purchase your kennel, accessories, and even gift cards for holidays and birthdays through our link, and it will go a long way in helping out the podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Minnesota Grouse Camp Cabin. We just got done eating a very random meal. What did we decide to call it, Adam? Let me see if I can list off everything that was in there. Oh, hold up. What was the name for it again? Minnesota Minnesota, Minnesota Potluck, or I don't know what we called it, (laughs) but it had... Uh, onions, potatoes, mushrooms, woodcock breast, grouse hearts, Italian deer sausage. Some people chose to take the um, the Mississippi deer roast and put some of that in there. Uh, Tony Sachery seasoning, of course, butter, butter and beer. And, beer. <laughs> and pike. Yeah, we put yeah, some fish in there, too, pike. that Adam caught. It's a Minnesota, <laughs> Tennessee surf and turf yep it turned out good yeah so surprisingly yep it'll uh, work but yeah so we're sitting here we've uh been sipping on some ugly dog after some uh ugly hunts that we've had here recently no we've had good hunts <laughs> we're gonna get into all that but uh me and adam are joined here with uh bud and then also another adam that we're just gonna have to call hammy or something because we can't have two adams on here so Bud, go ahead and introduce yourself and let the world know who you are and and your hopes and dreams. Yeah, I'm Bud McDowell. Uh, Actual name is Paul, but that goes a long story back to how it turned out to be Bud. (laughs) But uh, anyways, you know, uh, I've hunted deer for all my life and and turkeys and so forth. But, uh, you know, here recently I just decided I wanted to, to get in the bird dog world and a longtime friend of mine, Adam, which is a co-host of the podcast, has been into into it for a while. So, just kind of fell into a, a good situation with that, and you know, he he turned out to be my kind of self-appointed mentor as far as you know getting my dog 
ready for her first hunt, which was this actual hunt. And other, you know, it turned out well, and I'm sure we're going to get into that here just shortly. So, so, so to fill everybody in real quick, they might be asking where Joe's at. Uh, Joe actually had to cancel at the last second uh, for some family concerns that were obviously more more pressing, and uh, he needed to take care of. And so, was when he dropped out, Adam invited his long term. Uh, friend bud along and bud actually had his dog about i mean she was already under the beginning <laughs> stages of anesthesia yep. to uh get spayed and he called the vet and said stop everything and uh he just jumped in the truck and came along well bud and i have been friends for almost 25 years uh we were in the marine corps together different units but you know i spent a lot of time at his house when when we were stationed in the same spot and uh I'm like, man, who's one person that I can call right now that will drop everything and figure out a way to make this happen? Like, yeah, Bud McDowell, he'll do it. <laughs> so I called him, and uh, he literally called the vet and said, put the surgery on hold, and the vet said, no problem. We've just started the beginnings of the uh, sedatives and stuff, so come get your dog, and it's all worked out, man. So Bud and I have been able to catch up for the past few days on, uh, you know, almost a lifelong friendship but just catching up on the past few years that we haven't spent much time together so it's been cool and adam what about you how do you how in the the hammy the other adam how in the uh, world do you know nick adair grew up with him played baseball uh fished with him for a good bit all through high school and kind of hung out Started hunting a little bit. Got some dogs mixed in there. Uh, I, I had labs all growing up when I was a kid, and uh, always hunted hunted ducks. Definitely still my favorite thing to do. But uh, kind of hung around with Nick. He wanted a coon dog. Kind of went from there, and we just kind of tried a bunch of different things together. Yeah, it's been a really cool dynamic this week being up here, all of us together. Uh, both Nick and I having like lifelong friends up here together and all just hanging out. And, uh, you know, it's been, some of it's been fly by the seat of your pants. Like I, I woke up yesterday morning and I'm like, Oh, we're having a, a big all out breakfast this morning. And then other breakfast is just, or meals or whatever. There's no plan. We just, like we said, we throw everything in a pot and like figure it out. So it's like four guys on a hunting trip just figuring it out. Dude, I haven't eaten a vegetable basis. in a week. <laughs> it's been all we meat. Today. We had onions. That's right. We had onions today. <laughs> so, so Hammy's been on a couple of these trips. And like he was saying, he's primarily a duck hunter and he really treats this kind of like a, just an annual vacation. Now he comes up and it's just some days he's out there duck hunting before we even wake up other days he's just i'm gonna go fish and then other days you're you walk in and he's drinking a beer on the couch at yeah. lunch and you're like hey you want to go for a walk for grouse and you're like, eh, sure why not sure i'll, uh, go. Uh, sure, I'll go but I but this clint eastwood movies on like <laughs> yeah. six he found o'clock the, one morning yeah he had the clint eastwood <laughs> collection going on but yeah. uh but this is your first trip kind of especially dog focus so you know when adam called you and said jump in the truck you know obviously you're hey i'm gonna go but what were your thoughts coming into it expectations or or what you didn't have a bunch of time to process it you know uh probably my my biggest focus was bird contacts as you know I've, i've been in contact with adam throughout i think i've got bailey in march 
and she's not been on a pin raised bird or any other bird otherwise. So I just wanted to put her in an area that has plenty of birds to have the bird contact. And uh, we definitely got that this week, especially the first two days that we were here. My expectations were just to see how she acts with a wild bird and, you know, process that from there and use every everything that we had as a training point. You know, whether she bumped a bird and we just shot it because there was a bird in the air, you know, we used that as some kind of a training point throughout the, the whole week. And the progression has been, it, it's been actually miraculous with, uh, with what she's shown to us over the week. So, you know, that my expectation is just basically see how she acts with birds. And if we can get them in the air, you know, that's great. And if we got them down, use that also as a training point. Well, it's been really neat. Uh, you know, I've never had the opportunity to develop a dog through wild birds only. So the stuff that Nick and I do all the time with building a dog up with pen raised birds, uh, apply some of those same theories to the wild birds and it's been amazing to watch how much quicker it happens with wild birds and how much more effective it is because with a pen raised bird you run into problems all the time well the wild birds never give you a problem as far as developing the dog you know it might be a problem as far as like man i wish that bird would have held so we could have got a point and it's like no that's okay it's uh this is a as natural as it gets yeah so it's when it's really down, been neat when we deal with puppies all the time you know exposure is one thing but when you really start training with the birds what are we after simulating wild birds yep and so when you're kind of coupling exposure with quote-unquote training on wild birds like you said there not a lot can go wrong because they're wild birds. Like it's exactly. whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And especially at that level, a young dog, first bird exposure, nothing can go wrong. And so, you know, Bud, you, you really came up here with a dog that's never been on any birds, pen raised or wild. And within three or four days, you shot a rough grouse over a point on your dog. I want to know kind of, how did that make you feel? Like, what was your first thoughts going through? Uh, first shots, or excuse me, first thoughts initially <laughs> off of the, the like it, it happened yesterday evening, the point, an actual held point and a flush bird and a shot and a kill and a retrieve. Like, you know, I was beside myself, you know, obviously, and, you know, it, it it's something that it'll stick with me forever. But, you know, the progression throughout the week was, was, you know, it was great to see her to, she came into the first, the first thing, you know, Adam and I, it was, it was a refreshing thing for everybody because we decided that any bird that Bailey pushed, bumped, flushed, we were going to shoot it or shoot at it. And <laughs> yeah, shoot at it is a key point there. However, you know, we used everything as a training point. If we shot a bird that maybe she passed up and it was beside us and we flushed it, we shot it, but we left it left it there for her to to be excited about and find herself. And then from day to day, um, Tuesday to Wednesday was a dog that was just 
out walking with us and you know she was chasing squirrels she was chasing grouse and then by wednesday she you could tell her you could tell when she was on a grouse so you know i I can't ask for any more from a week of bird contacts i think with bailey i'm going to say roughly i don't know what do you think adam 25 to 30 contacts yeah, it was probably 25 to 30 contacts with grouse throughout the week. And uh, it was really amazing to watch her progress. You know, some of the theories that I've believed in in the past, uh, things things you might catch one line of, never let a dog catch a bird when talking about pen-raised birds. Well, we've talked about that, Nick. And it's yeah. like, you know, for a young puppy, let it catch the bird. And then other stuff with wild birds, you know, never shoot a bird that hasn't been handled correctly. Well, you got to put it into perspective. Here's a year old dog that's never had a wild bird or a pen raised bird put in front of it. So, you know, Bud's an all out meat hunter. I mean, he's going to shoot. <laughs> I mean, we killed some squirrels out there too. It's in the woods. There was a time it. or two where I'm like, don't shoot that rabbit, man. I'm working with my dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he, he's going to shoot everything. Um, and, and that was, that happened to be the right mentality to have for his dog where bird flies up let's shoot it okay we see where it's down but let's let the dog go over and find it and figure out and she went from kind of like smelling dead birds yeah. to like what is that to bringing a, a bird back you know retrieving a bird to hand um you know and she doesn't have any manners about it it's not like she holds it when she gets to you but for 90 percent of hunters like the dog br- i didn't have to go get it the dog brought it to me great yeah. you know so there's uh there's a lot of things with that that i've i've just been thinking about throughout the week it's like you know with this specific situation a dog that's never been exposed to birds shoot a couple birds for it and i mean maybe it'll it, piece it together real quick and it started pointing birds yeah. you know it's every amazing dog, every dog in every situation and every handler's goals are completely different so it really depends on what you're after and so you know with with this being the recap episode we need to kind of get into some of the specifics of uh everything that we went through and it's been tough you know we came up here with kind of high hopes and everything and uh the weather didn't cooperate very well we had quite a bit of rain first getting here and this has been just flat out hot all week uh today it reached mid 70s and uh just doesn't make for the best of grouse hunting so really you know let's start with that about the conditions of the hunting and just as the week went on and and progress it's you know we there are birds here you're in minnesota there are birds here and but it wasn't exactly what we were hoping for as many we were coming up here with contacts in mind for all of our dogs and just the weather and the conditions didn't really prove out for that. Well, and it's been, uh, it's been extremely beneficial for, for the dogs. I mean, just to give everyone perspective, I always say I'm not going to do math in public, but, um, you're not in public. You're at the cabin. (laughs) It, It was about, uh, 60, yeah, 60 plus bird contacts maybe even 70 between grouse and woodcock. And we had, we had one evening of woodcock hunting that we knew we were going to a killer spot. And we, we flew 13 birds in about an hour, hour and a half, uh, just woodcock. But the number of birds have been great, you know, whether it's developing a young dog like Bailey or working with 
you know, more experienced dog, uh, any of our dogs that, that we train all the time, developing them through wild birds, it's been good experience. Um, it's also been frustrating because trying to pattern the birds right now. That's the difficult part. Yeah, it's, you You know, we keep saying, well, it's a wild animal, you can't pattern it. But <laughs> there's no consistency with cover, with weather, with anything. I mean, there's even the, the food birds, crops. Yeah, we cut open some crops, and and there's a little bit of everything in there. The one consistency there is there's always going to be some salad. You know, there's some green stuff in there, but the green stuff is still different. Well, I mean that you shot a couple birds in one cover, same exact spot. Y'all shot them. Y'all shot a double yep. between you and Bud, and completely different stuff in the crop. Yes, I shot two grouse, and I've never seen this before. Neither grouse had anything in their crop. Like yeah. I, there was nothing to learn from those birds and, uh, right. I, you know, one, one bird had one leaf in its crop, but that was it. The other one was completely empty. I've never seen that before. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so it's been hard, you know, looking at crops and trying to figure out, all right, what are they eating? What's the food source? What can we hone in on? What's the weather? I mean, yesterday we had 29 degrees in the morning. So we're thinking, man, this is this the is day. Be good. And yesterday was probably our worst day. And then today it's 70 degrees, and it definitely wasn't our best day. But, you know, it was just another below-average day for what it should be up here, I think, yeah. in Minnesota. And so with me, you know, I was going out, and I was having consistent good morning walks, first walks of the day. And I'd get a good hour and a half, two hours of decent contacts with the dogs. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it on previous episodes, and and we've talked about it constantly all week is I'm really, I kind of have a high standard for the birds that I'm going to take a shot at. I'm, I'm, right. I'm where my dogs are at. I'm, I'm really focusing on, I want them to handle the bird correctly. And if you go out there and you, you shoot any bird that flies or shoot at, you know, you're going to have a good chance of bringing some birds home. So sure. th- there were definitely birds around, but as far as being able to find that pattern and work birds correctly with your dogs and get the interactions that you want it was tough going because it was i'd have an hour and a half two hours every morning and then after that it's like they just went dead right it it, they weren't there and so uh you know i have three dogs in the truck i have lucy and i have rachel everybody knows about but also had that young setter pup that bill uh sent with me to minnesota and so i had kind of three different dogs at three different levels and I'm picking and choosing every day who gets to run in that hour and a half to two hour window that I can really count on. And so my day to day plans were really kind of all over the place with who whose dog do I get, you know, which dog yeah. do I get to put out there and get the experience that they need. And so it's been kind of rough for, for me and my goals on what I came up here for. Well, and, uh, you know, you brought up the, the high standard, like if you want to just put birds in the bag the the way to hunt grouse up here (laughs) is to drive down the road you see a grouse you hop out you shoot it i mean that is that is the way to do it and there's no shame in it you know i've i've passed people in west virginia where you're not allowed to road hunt and you can tell that they're like oh man is this guy gonna tell on me for road hunting uh for deer or whatever but up here, it's it's just a way of life. I mean, you just drive down the road with I, a shotgun in a case, and when you see a bird, you hop out. 
I had one morning where I didn't pass any road hunters. Every single other walk, morning or evening, I was passing usually multiple road hunters. One evening I had six road hunters. And you, yep. And I, I, I haven't a, passed another person with a bird dog up here. No, no, absolutely not. It's so. It's, they kind of look at you strange when you have dogs. It's honestly the the thing I thought of was, uh, you know, if you want to say like listening to music, you know, everything's Bluetooth. You got music downloaded on your phone or whatever. Like we're in that world, and we're basically putting like a record on <laughs> to play music. That's they're looking know, at us crazy when we have dogs getting out. But it's kind of it's like its own traditionalist type thing. Uh, and there's different levels of it. Like you want the perfect point. And I got bird drunk when I got here. I was like, yeah. holy cow, there's birds everywhere. I'm shooting a grouse. Like, yeah. I don't care what my dog does. I'm on like bird dog vacation up here. I'm shooting something, you know? <laughs> and, and my plan a couple of weeks ago is like, I'm only going to shoot birds that are, that are handled correctly. And then I got up here and was like, no, I'm shooting a bird. <laughs> and well, it was your bird. first time <laughs> around that many wild birds going yeah, everywhere. For and sure. Then, then a day or two, you were like, oh, yeah, yep. the, there's a reason why I trained the past two years. That we have expectations, and then you started going out there with, with more yeah. more of that expectation from Mitch. And it just happened to, to be, like, okay. You know, shooting one bird that was completely mishandled. I mean, he did retrieve it nicely, but it was completely – I mean, he just, yeah. like, blew through that bird, and uh, Bud ended up shooting it. I – shot at it too but butt hit it and uh you know some people be like oh man you ruined it well it didn't because of the work that i put in and then for the rest of the week you know i just got to watch you know quite a few nice points i never did get to shoot a grouse over him i got to shoot some some woodcock over him that he handled um but with the grouse man i he would point him, and I just never had a shot. And it, yep. it was bittersweet this evening as we're <laughs> wrapping up the last evening. I'm like, man, I really wanted to shoot one that was handled perfectly, but just never lined up. Yeah, and that I was chasing that all week, and each individual dog had different goals. You know, Rachel came up with Rachel, and Rachel was supposed to be my, you know, cleanup dog. It's get the if I'm rolling a goose egg for the day, put her down. Let's let's knock off the goose egg. And uh, she started off the week Tuesday morning. I mean that exact dog put her on the ground, and within 30 minutes, point woodcock. 15 minutes later, point grouse in the bag. Okay, let's go cycle out another dog. Uh, yep. So she handled that, and then it's like she's in the middle of a heat cycle, and she i don't i don't know how much that really affects dogs but man it was like every time i put her on the ground it's like i had a different dog uh so it 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 was really interesting from her and then lucy i came up here with let's get that pointing intensity up and i'm only shooting birds over a good point from her and throughout the week she got better she was it's like every outing she'd bump a few birds that nose was too far to the ground she'd bump a few birds and then every contact better 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 and then this last walk this morning with her she was point opportunity but the grouse wouldn't give a shot it just yep. it wouldn't connect it's frustrating yeah i mean it's it's all super sweet because you're watching your dog develop but then it's also in the same note it's very frustrating because 
when the dog does put it all together, I have the tendency to feel like, man, I've got to shoot this bird for the dog. And I, this evening I was literally like feeling pretty sad. Like my dog's pointed five or six grouse, handled them perfectly, and I haven't killed a grouse for it. Mm-hmm. And he came back to me the last time. I was like, "Dude, I'm sorry." You know, <laughs> it was just me and the dog out there. It was great. I'm like, I really want to kill kill a bird for you, man. And I'm like, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's he, having you know, fun. He's having fun. He's yeah. running. He's pointing birds. So, so whatever. So go down the the list of your dogs, man. You talked about uh, Rachel, Lucy, and and Joni. How how'd the week size up for you? Well, Joni, the pup, she's seven and a half months old. So literally she, this was another last second addition to the group. It, it was Bill got this pup earlier this year and obviously the virus hit and virus concerns made him have to back out of his trip to Wisconsin that he tries to go on every year. And, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, you got a young pup. You got to, you want the, that exposure. So come throw her in the truck and it's a seven and a half month old pup. So you don't, you don't expect much from her right and so i I just took her out no expectation she can do no wrong but i'm setting setting the standard for to where you know you're gonna learn to to handle these birds correctly and man it was her third walk got to shoot her first grouse pointed over a nice point over a nice point and it's just and then adam was with me on her first walk, uh, what I was calling kind of a warm-up walk. When we first got here, we didn't have much time, so it's like each dog got 45, 50 minutes on the ground, just warm them up. And he saw, you know, there's a mixture of you're dealing with a pup. She's in a new environment. She's not 100% familiar with me. And the dog wasn't, she wasn't even ranging further than, I don't know, 20 yards at most. Like, I mean, it was very close and it's just, you know, I, I told Adam when we did the walk that this is going to be fun seeing her progress through the week because yeah. I know that range. It's it, she's so going to extend that range out. end up by the end of the week. Man, w- this last walk I did with her, she was out 50, 60 yards, and nice. I could reliably count that she's going to point if she comes across a bird. Yep, and. So within one week, you know, she's pointing birds. And, and what's funny is, so I call, call Bill after we get her first grouse, and, you know, he's on cloud nine. And he's been doing this for, when there's a reason why we call him old-timer Bill, OTB. Yep. He's been doing this for quite a while, and he, he's on cloud nine, super excited. And then he's like, tomorrow, though, she's going to be full of herself. Right. <laughs> he's like, she, she she's gonna bust some birds she's and, like i got all this figured out yeah and so that one bird contact next day she was pointing and busting some birds but uh but yeah i mean she she did amazing for especially for a seven and a half, half month old dog i mean she's had grouse and woodcock shot over her now you know uh i've already talked to bill what what i would say you know naturally just need to work on but it's it's one of those things that comes with age i mean most of the stuff that i was talking to him about it's like you're dealing with a seven and a half month old pup now like sure it's gonna get there uh well, even, but she's even got a it five six seven year old dog like it's gonna make mistakes on grouse and yeah even if it doesn't make a mistake like you're gonna have a, a grouse that just flushes you right know? right so with a seven and a half month old dog <laughs> man to get a staunch point and kill a grouse over it that's 
And that's kind of the trophy for the week, I think, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, this week has been tough hunting. And, I mean, we've been out there yeah, a lot. We've been covering ground. I haven't hit the same spot twice yet. Yep. I'm going to go hit one spot that I've already hit tomorrow morning before we head out. But I haven't hit the same spot twice. I've been trying to find that cover. I've gone high, low, thick, a little more open. Yeah. I've hit everything. And uh, it's been tough hunting but there's there's moments throughout the week that you can think back like okay you know i didn't get that one entire walk that you know is gonna burn into my head for a memory for the rest of my life or that entire day that you kind of hope for when you go on a trip but there are moments throughout the week that it's okay that's why i'm up here that's why i drove this far it worked out little pictures that stick out so uh Rachel and Lucy, go over them and and how they did for the week. Like, are you happy, sad, you know? Well, <laughs> so Rachel, uh, she was, she's supposed to be the dog that I can put down. And it's just, I know what I'm getting. I know my expectations, trust, everything. She was very frustrating this week. She's in the middle of her heat cycle too. Yeah, but, you know, I've gone on these trips with her in heat cycle before uh plenty of people hunt their dogs in heat cycles she was just off this week you know yeah. everybody has bad days she just kind of had the the first day we were here tuesday it's just like i put her on the ground and like i said it was just boom 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 everything was on fire and i'm like that that's it like There's this is the dog yep. that's the go-to dog and then it was just every day after that every run i, I ran her for a little bit uh around lunchtime today and it's like she she was working more like herself but it's just every day she just there was something that she was doing whether she wasn't hunting with me her range was off it just something was off and she wasn't she wasn't hunting like she normally does she she was very frustrating and from the first day if like i had to give her a grade on the first day i'd have been like a plus yeah and then it's like the next day i'm giving her an f next day a d and then like today is okay i'll give you a c so it's like so overall the week rachel not not her best work <laughs> yeah um lucy on the other hand she came a long ways in some regards on the pointing stuff everything else absolutely the way she covered ranged worked with me covered ground backing when i ran her with rachel it's like I could not have asked for anything better out of her the entire week. And she just, she had quite a few bump birds, which we knew we were going to get when we're dealing with just grouse. You know, last year she got a lot of woodcock. She kind of figured those out. Those tend to hold a little bit better. Yep. And so I really came up focusing with grouse on her. And then, but she just she puts that nose to the ground and she's she's tracking man and then it's it takes a few bumps it's, it seems like every walk before she lifts that nose up in the air and she's like oh i'm pointing and then it's just like you'll get a few good solid points out of her and then her runs up and then you're just starting over again the next day well i mean it's pretty obvious you've been working on developing her point for a while and I saw her point last night. It wasn't a productive point, but, you know, the Garmin beeped, said she was on point. You're like, she's this way. We start 
you know, hauling through the woods. And I look up and I saw her on point and was like, wow. You actually looked back and like literally saw my jaw drop because mm-hmm. I've seen her point dozens of pen raised birds and it's kind of a swaggy tail. And even on this non-productive point, I mean, it was like a little miniature setter on point, just tail straight out, locked. I mean, just locked up, you know? And uh, I'm like, dude, she's got it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I've been thinking like, how do does this translate to pen raised birds? What do we do with pen raised birds to that's to get the same results? That's something to worry about next training season. To be perfectly yeah. honest, but you know that that's we talked about it on a few episodes ago. It's just like just get her on as many wild birds as I possibly can and hope that that enthusiasm translates into the training and testing field. Because what I saw out of her this week on the points. Dude, it was a completely different dog. For out sure. There. And yeah, I mean, just the one that I saw, it yeah. was staunch. It was extremely staunch. <laughs> that first you know? warm up walk, I was I was walking with with Adam or Hammy, whatever we're calling him tonight. Yeah. Uh, she came in. Me and him actually kicked up the bird. She was off to the other side, and I was I was going to call her in just so she got a nose full of grouse, and she came running in. And she just slammed on the brakes. And I think I even said to you, like, dude, you're a witness. You see this. Like, you have to tell everybody because the rest of the week I'm hunting by myself until last night. (laughs) And he just looked at me laughing. I'm like, you don't understand. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You don't understand how many many points I've seen on Penry's birds that, you know, or the the tail swam back and forth and the difference in that. And, like, here's a wild grouse and boom, you know, the dog sticks it. So. Adam, tell us how that point looked. Is he telling the truth? He is. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's what you're working for. I mean, it's what you're spending all the time in the field training to try to get, to try and see that. And, I mean, just being able to see it, I mean, it's something that's really neat to be able to see. Not everybody would appreciate the effort that it takes to get to that point sometimes. No, and I can appreciate it, and that's why it was nice to hunt with – with Nick yesterday evening, because I know the amount of work that Nick's put into the obedience and the training and everything with the dog, like it's all there. You know, and we talked about it yesterday. He's like, man, it's just the one thing, you know, she's just a little unsure on the point thing. And then finally, as we're talking about it through the whole walk, I see her stick it. And I'm like, and it wasn't even, you know, it was probably old scent or whatever. The bird might've ran out of there right before we got there. Whatever the case was, I'm like, this is rewarding for me to see, and this is not even my dog, you know, just with the, with the training you and I've done together. It's like, it's crazy. So, and you just being able to be around the other people's dogs and seeing them go through the effort and being a part of that dog's history. I mean, that dog's for sure. It's just neat. Well, let's talk about your trip, Adam. Uh, you yeah. did some fishing, some duck hunting. Like, Give us a recap on kind of how you spent the week. I just kind of went into it with no real expectations. Just wanted to relax, have some fun. I'm, That's a uh, good expectation. Just yeah. spent the first couple days kind of scouting, kind of learning the area a little bit. Didn't want to go. I, I came up uh, Saturday morning and uh, camped out. Very bad location. Uh, the 
<laughs> I I actually called Nick and was on the phone with him, and a train comes by, and I'm like, okay, well, hopefully it won't come all night. Well, every <laughs> hour that night, a train came by and woke me up every single hour. So, uh, <laughs> other than the dog waking me up one time because there were some deer outside of my tent, that's the only other time that I woke up that which, wasn't. Which the train. dog ended up waking you up? Uh, Chelsea, my feist. Chelsea's the feist, a little squirrel dog. Got a feist uh, that's Chelsea, and then Anna's my lab. She's uh, she's about 10 years old, and Chelsea's one year old. I didn't think she was 10 years old. She oh, yeah. looks young for 10. She acts like a puppy most of the time. She got to retrieve too. a couple ducks this week, yep. right? Yep. We uh, actually went to the same spot that me and Nick went to, uh, just a slightly different location. Uh, I knew there was going to be some water, so I carried some steel with me, uh, getting close to the uh, 4 p.m. cutoff time, and uh, had some ducks I could see on the water from the wood line, which me, I'm walking out walking out of the woods with my Elmer Fudd hat and little orange hat, <laughs> orange vest, and yep. two, two dogs running in front of me. So I'm kind of expecting the birds are going to get up before I can get in range to them. They let me get out, get fairly close to them before they busted, and they were taking off pretty good. And I shot, shot once, and two of them fell. I knew it was, uh, knew it was mallards, but with the color phase that they're in, I couldn't tell 100% whether yeah. it was male, female, so I didn't try and shoot at the third mallard, but uh, Anna got two good retrieves in on them. So so you got good. two birds with one shot. I did, yeah. I didn't know that, man. That makes it even sweeter. I've seen him do that multiple times. It really <laughs> pisses me off when you're just sitting there trying to like just pick one out pick one out and then he just boom and then two fall you're like all right show off just that's ridiculous chill out. <laughs> well that made for another good meal the other night we had some uh some duck breast wrapped in bacon and then i'd never eaten duck heart before um and man just duck heart barely yeah. cooked i mean almost eat yeah, it raw nick, nick kind of got me good. started on that i like i said i grew up duck hunting basically all we ever did because we killed so many at the time was just brush them out and that, yep. we did it like an assembly line and it's just easy and uh we never even thought about pulling hearts and i mean it's just as just as good as the breast meat legs are a little bit more work the heart i mean you just pull it just out pop and it right out yeah i don't see myself ever throwing a, a duck heart away again after eating no, those I, ha I haven't since we, i started eating them we even we even threw those grouse hearts in the in the pot tonight with uh everything else and those turned out good too see i'm learning y'all something every day <laughs> every day yeah but so mitch you, you know you kind of glossed over him for a little bit how how did he kind of progress through the week once you got over your drunken uh yeah. bird first introduction day yeah so i don't know if uh if just shooting a, a you know random grouse helped him uh definitely didn't hurt anything but i don't i don't really want to develop the theory that like you know just shooting random birds like that will help a dog but it it didn't hurt um after that and i got past like the the bird drunkenness i'm like all right i only want to shoot birds that my dog works and yeah. points and i and i'll define point like on wild birds you're not going to always have a, a a point where it's just locked up for seconds you know with pen raised birds the dog could point them for minutes before you get to it but with a wild bird it could be a half a second so like i would tell bud going into the woods I only want to shoot pointed birds, but let me define point for you. If my dog is getting birdie 
pay attention and if he sticks it for you know if he points and then the bird flies almost simultaneously we're okay to shoot that bird because i'm basically like on vacation with my dog right now you know (laughs) and i'm gonna have a good time um but i'm if you see that the dog is deliberately like smelling a bird and then taking it out intentionally Mm -hmm. don't shoot that bird um and it was man it was nice i was confident in my dog to see uh that that he would do well but grouse are you know the king of game birds right so uh even though they just walk around the road around here (laughs) they can't avoid those road road hunters they're they're so smart but man when when a couple folks pull a truck over and get out and slam the doors and load a shotgun the grouse still sit there um but you, you hunt him in the woods with the dog and it's a different story um he had five or six like really nice points over grouse this week and i just could never get into a position Connected. to shoot it uh this evening he he pointed some in some pines and i looked in there i mean i could see him on point 20 yards from me i'm like man this is awesome and then i thought if i get in there i'm not even gonna shoot the bird yeah. like if it flies i literally will not have a shot so i thought my best option is to stay right here let him like on this trail that i'm walking the birds are going to fly in a few seconds and maybe i'll get a shot well at the time i thought it was one bird and the one bird flew and it went way off never saw it and i was like i was just really upset you know and then another bird flew and i was like oh man there's another one and same thing never got a shot on it and then a few minutes later he had another point and it was he was 40 yards away and by the time i mean you close the gap it's gone yeah i mean it was like i started closing the gap and birds flew i looked up saw one flying through a tree and i didn't even have a shot i mean i thought about shooting but it was yeah yeah it was no shot at all but it's good experience for the dog yeah Uh, so we had a good week you know yeah and i got to he it was fun you know woodcock aren't nearly as hard uh, as grouse but he got to point some woodcock and even those birds were running. So there was, there were two birds out of the few that we killed over him that were running birds where he'd point track, point track, point track. And it just, it makes it exciting. Uh, just the anticipation of like, man, when's this thing going to come up? And is my dog telling me the truth or is this old scent? And then all of a sudden like point and you just see like the slightest difference of, Oh no, he's telling me the truth. There's a bird here. And then about that time, like boom, bird flies and you put it down, dog retrieves it. And it's, it's just that whole, that whole sequence, you know, it's just, it's awesome, dude. Even for a little woodcock, like drove 16 hours, I'd do it again just to have one, (laughs) one of those perfect sequences out of woodcock where the dog works the bird, retrieves it and everything just never got to do with grouse. Yeah. And, but it's all right. So (laughs) that one bird contact and and experience would you say that that's probably when we leave here and get back home that like when you think back on an interaction with a bird for your dog is that the one that you're going to remember for mitch or is there there another one that stands out no there was a couple with the woodcock and like i've hunted woodcock with him before and he's you know he's pointed and handled woodcock yeah perfectly before and um you know other birds too but uh, that transition from woodcock to grouse that's a big jump it is you know and and i've hunted quail and pheasant with him and and he's done fine uh 
I just really wanted the full the full sequence, sequence yep. with grouse and like he got a retrieve on grouse when we shot a random bird for him he got plenty of points on grouse but i was just never able to put the whole thing together and i don't think the dogs in the truck right now like sad about it <laughs> but i am you yeah. know <laughs> so well i mean you know a lot of people they'll they'll kind of turn their nose up at woodcock you know they don't for whatever reason it's you know not the best table fare even though you know, we've eaten it a few times this no, week. they're good. It, they're good if you... But overcooked it, them tonight. They tasted like liver, you but... You can't blame me for everything. <laughs> <laughs> they were fine. Yeah, no. Uh, but, you know, with Rachel, like I said, you know, she had lackluster work for what she does. But Tuesday, man, she pointed that woodcock. She got that grouse. And you would think the grouse sequence, you know, it, I got a full sequence out of her... The retrieving everything, you think that would stand out in my head more just because it was a grouse. But really, I came back talking about that woodcock sequence with her because it was literally like when you envision getting a pointing dog and going bird hunting. Yeah. Like that, the entire from start to finish, the way we were working and we got that woodcock is exactly what I pictured getting a pointing dog. Yep. And so, you know, it's like each dog, you're, we're going to go away with different different memories on what they did throughout the week, and it happens on every every trip that you go on. But that's it for her is a woodcock as well. And so with her on that one, we were just walking down, down the path. She's doing left to right, left to right, and there's really no breeze or wind where I was down it, and it was getting kind of hot, and I look up top on the hilltop and i see a little bit of breeze a little crosswind coming i'm like I, I want her up there and she was working 50 60 yards out ahead of me and i just whistled at her she looked and i just held up my left hand and she casted just perfect all the way to the top yep circle back around wide and she started coming back even with me down the hill and she just stuck it like almost like i thought she was going to kind of tumble down the hill because she just yeah. slammed on the brakes yep and i was able to work and we pinned the woodcock to where I got, I mean, it just, she's on one side of the woodcock, I'm on the other side, and I'm just sitting there. The woodcock doesn't know what to do. I'm watching it look at the dog, turn back and look at me. Look at the dog, back to me. And I'm, yep. and I'm like, I can just reach down and grab this woodcock and be done with <laughs> it. But uh, I stomped it. It flew off, shot it. She remained steady the whole time, and I released it. Released her. She went and gra- grabbed it, slammed it into heel, gave it to me, and then took off. And fifteen minutes later, down the same path, pointed a grouse. And I'm just sitting here like, this doesn't. This is why we drove up here for it. Yep. And it just so with Rachel, that's the sequence. So it's like both of our short hairs. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yep. It's a, it's a woodcock sequence, really. Yep. For sure. Yeah. So. uh but uh interesting perspective i've had throughout the week you know you and i grew up playing baseball together just like adam and nick and uh i mean maybe my kids won't hear this part but like you and i used to skip school and go (laughs) deer hunting you know we'd be in theater class we'd look up at the mountain and go man there's got to be a deer or turkey up there that we can put in the bag today and and we just skip school and go hunt and shoot fish whatever and uh at the time it was like let's just use deer for example it was like let's just go kill deer you know and we never wasted deer or anything but um 
but that's kind of how this week started out for us at least for me for the first bird was like i just want to kill a bird and i think you were the same way like you've developed as a deer hunter to where now you're like i'm not just trying to go kill deer just to kill deer like there's part of you that really likes to kill a trophy and like you're you've just you've just developed as a deer hunter even as a trophy you're like i'm i'm not going to shoot that deer because what could it be next year you know and and seeing someone else kill a deer you know seeing a kid or someone that hasn't hunted before you take holly hunting or whatever and like that's rewarding in itself like how do you think you've developed as a bird hunter and a bird dog owner throughout the week okay so you know whenever i first came up here i'm 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 with the mindset that i'm gonna shoot anything like literally anything <laughs> like squirrels squirrels rabbits rabbits anything. grouse woodcock i said what at one point i'm like hey porky pine just crossed the road up there me and adam were sitting there talking and we just hear yeah yeah i, I was <laughs> i was loading up number path. two bb shot steel shot from you know duck ammo that adam had in the truck in the 12 gauge i wanted to shoot the porcupine you know if anything we could use that for training you know somehow so you a, a porcupine avoidance with a dead porcupine you know we may have probably throw it in the pot tonight for dinner you know but uh i think as i watched my own dog and i have to nobody's introduced uh bailey is a is also a german short hair so you know the potential for running big is there and we kind of saw that as the, as the week progressed, but uh, you know, once I like once we started to decide to use every bird contact as a training point, you know, I, I'm gonna go back to the moose track trails. Adam and I call it. We had one one particular walk that we did. That I'm not sure how many birds we put up. Maybe eight. Yeah, it was eight birds in about two hours. And uh, you know, it started off, you know. Bailey would get birdie, and we didn't know what Bailey being birdie really was at the time. But after the the first time, you know, we're like, she worked that bird, but she just worked by it, and we didn't give her time to to really work that bird. We ended up bumping it ourselves, and I think that ended up she she was coming back on the track, and I was like, I'm shooting this. I could see the bird, you know. I was like, I'm shooting this bird as soon as it gets up off the ground, and it ended up. Bailey was coming back to the bird at the same time. And, you know, I was dedicated to the shot, but I saw her coming. So I pulled the shot up and didn't kill that bird. Well, maybe 200 yards down the road. And this is interesting. The first grouse that I killed was over Mitchell. And the first grouse that Adam killed was over Bailey. And, you know, I want to come to Mitchell's defense on this as, you know, the, this first, it was a covey of grouse, if you want to call it that. <laughs> there were there were there were two birds that flushed kind of just off of Mitchell. Mitchell was working the birds, you know. You know, as wild birds are, they 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 get nervous and they fly. So I shoot, and Mitchell on the shot is automatically, you know, he just comes out of utility testing. He's looking for a bird on the ground. You know, he he's in there working, 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 and he comes back into where the the birds flush from, and a third bird flushes. I think Adam throws a shot at it and I throw two shots at it. And we're like, man, we should have hit that bird. And you know, Adam's asking me, you know, how did you miss that? That was so easy, you know, and we're getting, we're moving down the path at this time. And Mitchell comes out with a grouse in his mouth. 
So, you know, you can, you can take what you want from that, but I've taken like Mitchell stuck with it. You know, he brings a bird out that we didn't know that we even killed, but, you know, moving back to Bailey, you know, after that first initial, like I'm going to ground swat this grouse is what I'm thinking in my mind. Cause I'm wanting to put meat, you know, in the truck. Uh, we go down and, and the mannerisms of, you know, she, she hits a, a track on the trail that we're on and she's working bird, working bird. She doesn't stick the point. And, you know, with me, I'm fine with that for where she's at. And this is probably her, probably about the 10th bird contact that she's had of the, of the week, which is crazy to think because, you know, I'm from Southern West Virginia and 10 birds is a year's worth. However, you know, so she flies the bird, Adam swings and shoots and I see the bird go down and, you know, we, we try to stop with the excitement. It's like, you know, Adam is coaching me. He's like, just let her find the bird. So we kind of give her direction. You know, I had a, a, a spot on the bird. I walk Adam into probably within what, what do you say? Like five or 10 yards. Yeah. And just let Bailey come to us and work. And she finds the bird and we, maximum amount of praise bailey is is i would i would say kind of a soft dog wouldn't you say adam yeah she she doesn't do well with a lot of pressure so once she found the bird we just just laid it on sounded like a couple eight-year-old girls out there cheering for her (laughs) yeah it it didn't take much acting in that we we were like a couple eight-year-old girls at that point that was adam's first grouse and it was my first you know actually seeing my dog work a bird and bird flies and it's killed so we we go on out that same you know we find the moose track like 100 yards up the trail so and you know we walk up there and the cover gets to where we're like you know we're kind of in doubt at this point you know if there's going to be any birds and the uh, bailey has developed a uh a treeing bark or a yelp and you know in the bird dog world you know it may not be exactly desirable but you know, I look at Adam, I was like, I think a grouse flew. Then I hear a yelp, and, I, and I'm thinking that maybe a porcupine or whatever has got a hold of her. And then she just comes back, you know. And I was like, dude, I, I think she barked at this bird because we didn't kill it for her. Well, on the return trip down the same path, she flies two more birds, with one of which Adam kills, and she does kind of a retrieve. She finds the bird puts it in her mouth, you know, a few steps. And, you know, at this point, I'm happy with this. Like, and I've, I've said it to Nick and Adam both. If we had a video camera on this dog from the start of this trail to the end of it and then back, is it's literally the progression of a bird dog right in front of your eyes. Now, there were several bird contacts leading up to this day, you know, when this happened. And, you know, you, you really couldn't ask for much more that fast out of a dog. And, the you know, the next day she ended up really, like, sticking a point on a bird. Uh, it like, like we said earlier, it was really cool to see her progress. I'm kind of interested in, like, your progression. What is – has your perspective changed at all through the week? Because I know at the beginning of the week, like I said a few minutes ago – just like we were in high school, it was like, let's kill everything. And that's kind of how you and I were on the first day. Like we, we got to kill a grouse. Like what's your thought now? Like how do you value the dog being a part of it in comparison to 
the dog just being out there with you you know that that's definitely changed and uh adam aka ham you know he, he and i went went woodcock hunting this evening just specifically woodcock hunting because we wanted to to just shoot birds you know and uh you know at the start of the week you know i was if she puts a bird up whether it's bumped whatever or if we see one and we bump it ourselves we're shooting it you know and it yesterday evening was whenever she she got a i would call it a pretty staunch point for my my uh standards but I, I'm going to rewind to the beginning of that particular walk. You know, I, I unloaded her out of the kennel and, and collared her up and go ahead and uh, dumped her on the ground. You know, I'm getting the gun ready, locking the truck up, and I'm looking over, and she's on point, but it's not registering with me that she's on point. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm like, oh, she's messing with a squirrel or, you know, whatever it could be. And about the time I pick my gun up in my hand, no shells in it, of course, a uh, grouse flies literally 15 yards from the truck. And, you know, I'm kicking myself, you know, I'm like, you got to pay attention to your dog. You know, you guys always say, trust your dog. Everybody's trust your dog, you know. And that goes back to earlier in the week. Uh, the bird that I shot over Mitchell, as we're walking out of the woods, I said, Adam, you know, let's, drag this bird across the road and just put it in the, in the woods to see what Bailey does with it. You know, we, we hunt out and I think we ended up flushing like two more grouse with no shots. And, uh, you know, I put, I placed the bird up and we, we put Mitchell back in the kennel and dumped Bailey out. And literally the perfect timing with the wind, it just blew right across this grouse as she's coming up this trail and she's right to it. And I'm like, you know, I need to trust my dog's nose. So all this leads back into yesterday evening. You know, I should have trusted her then. You know, you're busy at the truck. You don't you don't really pay attention to this stuff. And we we dumped off that evening down into a little. Uh, it was like an old road bed. And I'm walking in this wide open aspen, and I've told Nick and both this. You know, both of them this that like I'm like there shouldn't be a grouse here because like I can look out fifty yards and see everything so and bailey's doing a track and point as uh, you know it's the best way i can describe it she's not really holding a point but she's pointing scent that was there and i'm looking out 40 yards ahead of her and i was like well there's a grouse and i'm like should i ground swat this thing you know and you know the grouse gets up and flies and i throw a shot at it and it just you know you know in cover it happens i didn't hit it so when we get back to the truck, literally right straight across the road from where the point at the tailgate happened, I cast her right in. There's a, a corner of cover. Cast her right in there, and she's automatically birdie, which I learned what birdie was from her on the moose track trail, as we call it. And she sticks a point. And this is literally four seconds. And the grouse is just, I, I'm, I didn't know there was a grouse there, but she pointed. The grouse flies across the, the open roadway, which was an easy shot. It goes down on the other side of the road. And by Adam's advice, just stand there. Don't do anything. I stood there. She comes out, finds the bird, and brings it back out kind of to me. You know, she's kind of selfish with her bird still. But, uh, you know, so that like my expectations getting back to Adam's question, I've been roundabout here. 
Yeah, that was like a seven-minute explanation. So go ahead and tell us. What do you think now? So now my expectations on shooting a grouse over my own dog are that if I can recognize that she's working a bird for her stage, she's working a bird, and she doesn't just charge in on it trying to eat the bird, I'm gonna uh, if it raises, I'm gonna shoot it. Now this eating, uh, she's not as good on woodcock so far. But now to put in perspective, this woodcock area is the same one that Adam and I put thirteen birds up in an hour. So the ground sent in there. She, you know, Adam, aka Ham, was with me this evening, and you know he he saw her work, but there was so much scent on the on the ground that. You know, it's hard for a young dog, I think, to decipher what's hot and what's not. And I didn't get to see all the birds that y'all did, but just me and you walking in there tonight, more definitely more woodcock than I've seen in a couple of Wisconsin trips and all combined. Yeah, I think it is tough with that many birds in there when a dog's like tracking one. It, it doesn't really know when to point and when to keep tracking because – I just imagine all those birds in there just moving around throughout the day uh, or throughout the evening, like eating worms and, and moving around. There's just scent all through there. So, Yeah, me and Bud kind of talked about that a little bit, just it all the information going into their nose at one point. Yep. I couldn't imagine having to decipher all that. That is. It's tough, but, you know, what's been interesting for me this week is to just see – all the dogs develop, whether it's Joni on her first point on a grouse, you know, Lucy's point overall developing. Of course, Rachel stuck like some textbook points um, and and seeing uh, Bailey develop through the week too. Like it's been cool for me to develop and, and gain some realistic perspective on wild birds and, and bud. That's why I asked you, you know, to, to see you develop uh, just like you have as a deer hunter and like I have like to see you develop as a bird hunter and a, and a bird dog hunter through the week it's it's been pretty awesome thank you for listening to gdiy if you enjoy this podcast please remember to take a moment to rate review and share with a friend also be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram under gundog yourself if you really enjoy this podcast and would like to contribute even more to future content please check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash gundog yourself Thanks again, and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup just after replace it again and year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. 
I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.